Welcome to episode one of the Summit Sessions Live podcast. This is the podcast that's all about Summit Sessions Live, the TV show slash radio show slash YouTube live show. I'm here with our floor director from SSL, Ashley Straub. Hi, Ashley. Hello. Before we can actually get into uh, what we want to talk about mostly, which is last week's show, and sort of break it down for the audience. Uh, we're going to need to explain what SSL is and how it came to be. So um, I have to start with the the first part because me and my counterpart on the video side, Aaron Jones, put this thing together. So I'm on the uh, BCA faculty here uh, at CMU, and Aaron Jones works on the video side with TV and video production students. I work on the audio side with radio and recording students, and and he and I got together, had a conversation about wanting to do something new and something cool for our students, came up with this idea for a live music show where we would take bands from around Michigan, bring them into the studio and put a, a, a two two artists per show. We'll have a host and we'll have a social uh, media component and put on a live performance show six times a semester, which is what we do, six or seven shows per semester. And it goes out live on YouTube. It goes out uh, live on MHTV. But then we have a tape delay for radio, just in case someone says naughty words that you can't say on the radio, which does happen with musicians that are used to playing yeah. in bars because in bars there's no restrictions on what you can say so we put this thing together students went crazy for it it's a very popular show amongst our students it's the biggest crew that we have of any show because it's a collaborative between three student organizations more media records mmr which is our student-run record label uh, WMHW, uh, which is our student-run radio station, uh, 91.5 The Mountain, and also MHTV. So we brought all three of these organizations together. They all contribute people and resources to make this thing go because a live show featuring two different musical acts every time it airs is a ton of work. It there, is, there, yeah. It, it's a complicated setup. Uh, uh, at least a thousand things can go wrong, and they often do. Yeah. So we have people constantly graduating, so it means we're always training new people so that they can take over when other people uh, have to bow out so we can keep this thing going for a long time because it's so much yeah. fun. And there's also, uh, in addition to all the work that we do, I think you can attest to the fact that there's kind of a social component amongst the students that work on the show, right? Yeah, I definitely have friends on the TV side because I mainly work in radio um, that I wouldn't have made if the show didn't exist. So Yeah, and so we do rehearsals when we're going to do a show, a live show on a, on a typical week. We do a rehearsal on Thursday night, and then we do a live show on Friday night. So on Thursday, everything we're doing is not going out over the air, but... Uh, we're shooting it like it's a real show, but it's a little more relaxed and we might run through the show like two full times, right? Yeah, that's the goal is to go through the show two times. Yeah. And so during setup, we have to set up the stage and set up all the band's equipment and all that stuff. Students can kind of hang and socialize a little bit, right? Yeah, for sure. The TV side has to get set up first, so... We, once everything is set up on our side, we hand it over to more media records and then they'll make the bands up. And so it kind of flops. So more media records kind of has more social before 
And then MHTV has more of a social after we get set up. And then it's pretty much the same thing, but backwards when we tear down too. So, <laughs> Right. And there's another very important aspect of the show I have to mention, and that's the pizza. Yes. Papa John's <laughs> is our sponsor this semester, and it's great. And hopefully more spe- semesters to come because it's great. Yeah, we uh, so because we ask students to give up so much of their time on Thursday night, if we do a rehearsal, setups about 530 or six o'clock and we run through the show twice. It's an hour long show. So a lot of times we don't get out of there till about nine. Right. Normally 10 on Thursdays, we get out, we get in at six and then we leave by 10. And then normally on show days, we come in at six again and then we're normally out by 930. Right, because the so, show goes from 8 to 9. Yes. Uh, it airs live on MHTV and YouTube from 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. And then we just, when the live show is over, we break down the set and go home. Yeah. Uh, and on rehearsal nights, sometimes we need a little more time to get it right and iron out the yeah. <laughs> little wrinkles we might have. So um, on Thursday and Friday night, students are giving up three to four hours of their time. Uh, they don't get paid for this. And they're not getting credit, so it's completely volunteer, which is why it's so amazing we have such a huge crew. People are volunteering their Thursday and Friday night to do this show because that's how much fun it is, and that's how much they're getting out of it by by showing up. And uh, free pizza may play a part in that as well, but we like to think that they'd be there anyway. (laughs) Yeah, well, people got involved before kind of like free pizza like i got involved and i didn't even know about the pizza part so (laughs) good i'm glad to hear that (laughs) (laughs) because it was interesting we um last year we didn't have a sponsor so it was either me or mario our executive producer or aaron or bob our engineer and we kind of took turns buying pizza for the crew but we could only really do it on friday nights and we thought well you know we'd like to feed people on thursday too because they're here during dinner time And so Mm -hmm. our sales manager at the radio station, uh, Hunter Jonas, I went to him and I said, uh, we really want to feed the crew, but it's getting expensive for us to do it on our own. Could you try and find us a pizza sponsor? And he said, oh, yeah, I'm happy to do that. It took him almost no time at all. He went to talk to Papa John's. Uh, They might have been the first people he talked to, and they wanted to get on board right away. They said, oh, yeah. We'd love to uh, sponsor the show and provide pizza for your crew. Now, that's 10 pizzas on Thursday night and another 10 on Friday night. Yeah. So six shows, um, and that's a rehearsal for each show. So that's 12 events, 10 pizzas per event. That's 120 pizzas per semester that Papa John's is is helping us out with so we can feed the crew. It's uh, it's been awesome. so that certainly helps. Uh, it keeps the energy level up during the show. Yeah, and we sure. we uh, always have time to cram in a break for everyone to eat pizza. Then we get back to either hit up another rehearsal or the live show. So I'm on the audio side. I'm with the people from MMR and the radio people who record and play back the show. And uh, so I kind of see what happens in my area. But on the TV side, I often don't see what's going on so i'm wondering if you remember anything special from last week's show and i guess we should mention the show was uh the artists featured first artist was a band called lock haven yep 
Do you remember where they were from? They're from Clarkston. Clarkston, that's yep. right. And they're kind of a, what do you call them, an indie rock band? Yeah, rock band, sort of, yeah. Yeah. And then the other was, a, as we always do it this way, we usually have a band that's our first act on the show. Uh, we have them play some songs, or all original material, by the way. We yes. don't do cover songs. It's all original stuff that the band wrote themselves. Uh, and we interview them in between those performances. And then in the middle of the show, we take a break for music news. There's about, what would you say, about three or four minutes of It's about music. two and a half minutes, I think, is what it went down to. About two and a half? Yeah. And that's hosted by Carrie Brewer, who yeah. works at the radio station. She's the music director for 91.5 The Mountain. Mm -hmm. And she hosts that segment. Some people help her produce it. And then when we get done with music news, we come back to the second half of the show, which is usually a solo artist which this week was John Slough, who's yep. a student here, who was just, and what was great about that was this was his first time ever performing his music for anybody but himself. Yeah. He writes and records music at home, but had never played it in front of anyone else. So SSL was his debut to the public. Yes, it was. <laughs> I actually talked to him yeah. about it today because I saw him and I asked him how nervous he was. And he was like, I was really nervous during rehearsal, but rehearsal helped me sort of settle down a little bit Yeah, for the for show. Because sure. he said, because I've never played in front of people before. <laughs> yeah. We were all really proud of John because he's a part of the TV crew. He's done camera. He's done audio for us. And so... For him to get in front of his peers that he knows really well and perform this music he's never performed for people before was a really great experience for him. And we were all really proud of him for doing this and taking the chance to broadcast his music out there. So I could tell uh, walking by the TV studio that the crew was really grooving to the music. Yeah, um, Anna Brown, the host of the show, she really enjoyed the music, and I really enjoyed the music. Um, I know sometimes as a floor director, if we get a performer that's scared to be on TV, I make that extra step to try and make them more comfortable on stage um, by just like dancing and singing along to their music, just to make them feel more comfortable. Because in the TV studio, they don't get the audience reactions that they would get from a live performance so it's a new experience for a lot of the bands that we get so i try and make them a little more comfortable by dancing and singing along to all of their songs it's such a different environment if you think about it we're doing four cameras so when you're used to playing in a club or a bar you've got an audience that claps you know uh sometimes during and after your performance or whatever. And you've got faces you can look at. You're getting immediate feedback. Uh, plus, the lighting is all different. So this is brightly lit, first of all. It's not like a bar. A lot of bars are pretty dark. Yeah. And you feel safer because you can't see people's faces so clearly. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a really well-lit TV studio, and it has to be for the TV broadcast and YouTube. Um, so you're staring at three cameras right in front of you. Mm -hmm. And then there's the jib camera. And so the jib is this camera that's on a big boom arm that literally swings around inside the yeah. studio. I mean, if the if the camera operator uh, kind of lost his marbles, he could probably take somebody's head off with this thing. It's sw it's swooping yeah. over the band. It's swooping around the studio, and this like ten it, that boom arm's got to be ten feet long at least, right? Yeah, I'd say about. And I know a few people have hidden their heads on the 
on the arm because they weren't paying attention (laughs) um, where it was. (laughs) So it's this uh, heavy metal boom arm with a camera on the end of it, and it's on this pivot boom arm because it's got to swing up high and get the overhead shots, and then it can swing all the way down to the floor, and it can rotate 360. Yeah. So this thing's really kind of a weapon in the TV studio (laughs) that the jib operator has to be responsible for. So that camera is sort of flying above the band, Everything. flying around the yep. studio, while the other three are in front, and they can't even see the camera operator's faces. Yeah. So I noticed as I was watching the show that while Anna was off camera, uh, she was sort of dancing to John's yeah. music while she was sitting on her stool. But then when the jib shot would go up high, you could see Anna, and you could see her dancing in the corner. And because I watch all the episodes, I don't usually see her groove like that to the music. She was really into it, uh, into John's songs, uh, yeah. which I think helped him a lot because he, not playing in front of people before, yeah. really dug that feedback, and it helped him be more comfortable for the live performance, too. With going back to the first act, Lockhaven. Yes. Uh, so anything special in rehearsal? Did anything go wrong? Because, you know, we've had during rehearsals and we get all our problems ironed out. Yeah. And sometimes there's a ton of them and sometimes not very many at all. Um, the only thing that was really a problem during the show, there wasn't really any technical difficulties, which is a great. But um the band was confused on the flow of the show and just because as soon as MMR gets set up, we go right into like a minute later, we go through a run through. So I don't really have time to explain to the band um, the flow of the show. So sometimes we will have to stop between songs and I would have to like explain to them like, hey, this is what you can do. Um, this is all really your show and you can do what you want for it but i know a few times during the rehearsals with lockhaven they would ask me a question really fast and be like can we do this and i'd be like yeah go go right ahead (laughs) so it's just a lot of confusion confusion going on because all everybody else except for the bands knows the layout of the show what's going to happen to in the show and so getting the band in and explaining to them what needs to go on, it sometimes takes a few times to get it going for them to understand what we need from them. And But we mostly work around the band that comes in. So, so for our audience, uh, when Ashley says the flow of the show, what she's really referring to is a very detailed rundown sheet that yes. we have because because this show goes out over our television station, that television station uh, runs on a schedule. So when you have a one-hour show, it needs to be exactly one hour long. Yeah. It can't be below. It can't be over. We need to fill the time. So when we're going through rehearsal, not only are we getting the band acclimated to the to the set uh and working out technical issues we're also trying to get the show timed out exactly so that we know when we go live on friday night that in exactly one hour we're going to be out and the next show can start yes so this rundown sheet we uh we actually have someone in the tv studio who times the show yes our wonderful line producer brie 
So Bree is in there uh, looking at the stopwatch, looking at the rundown sheet, because even though we have this detailed rundown sheet, humans times can be off yeah, yeah. uh the, the they can be way off sometimes yep. or sometimes we miss an element and it puts us behind yeah or ahead or whatever it would be so humans don't do the same thing all the time the band yeah. might play a song uh, it might be three and a half minutes during rehearsal and maybe it's three minutes and 45 seconds because they added an extra part or something yeah hey, so many things can happen you can't even anticipate um we have social media questions that the band answers during the show. Yes. We don't know exactly how long their answers are going to be. Yep. So we have to we have to account for that. Yeah. We can't run long. So if they're if they have a long answer, we have to cut somewhere else. And you as the floor director, now you're kind of communicating with the host on time issues, right? As you, are difficult you, as it is, yeah, I try to. Um I can hear Bree doesn't have a headset or a line producer. She doesn't get a headset. And so I can hear through the director's headset um, what she says because she kind of makes the decisions on, like, how many social media questions we take or how long our question portion is going to have. So I can kind of hear sometimes what she says. Um, and then I can relay that to Anna and be like, hey, we're going to do one social media question because that's all we have time for <laughs> so um but sometimes it just depends on the people for sure because we've had artists that give us one sentence answer answers and then we've had artists that give us a whole story to the answer so it all just depends on the artist and with rehearsal on thursday that really helps us figure out the timing for sure because then she can kind of gauge who what personality these people have and so she can kind of expect what kind of long or short answers they have right to all of our questions so i know that during rehearsal uh we have to sort of anticipate social media questions yeah and then on show night we don't always know what's going to happen yes. uh, with social media so um we can't anticipate we we try to go through we make up some questions in rehearsal so the band can react and we can sort of get a time and yeah. it'll sort of tell us okay we have time for two social media questions um and then we just have to adjust in real time during the show. So Bree is calling the shots. You're on the floor. And so for our audience that's in BCA, they all know what a floor director is. Yes. But <laughs> those people that aren't in BCA don't really know. But you're actually in the studio, on the floor, not that far from the band, right? So Yeah, I'm a few um, feet away from the band. So. so the director and the line producer are in the control room. Yes. But you're in the studio with the talent. Yes. And so you're communicating. You can communicate visually with the band and the host. Um, and you have a headset on. Yes. So you're hearing everything the director is saying, but the yep. host doesn't hear that stuff. No. The band can't hear the director. They don't have a headset. So they rely on you tell them what's going on yes because uh, they can't be in the loop it's an incredible experience to work on the show i'm so glad we put this together it's a lot of work but it's so worth it in every way yeah um before we go too much further here i want to go ahead and play one of the songs from last week's show yeah so lock haven performed 
first and they played now or never as their first song like i said i thought it was incredibly catchy and i i love this song and i've enjoyed listening to it even after the show so what i do is um we do the live show on friday and then on monday i'll come in and look at the live mix that we've recorded and clip out a couple of songs that we can play in the podcast for people who may have uh missed the show or just want to hear the songs again in a different <laughs> different place uh, outside of the show. Um, we will spin a couple of them back on the podcast each week so we can kind of break them down. So uh, let's just go and uh, go ahead and spin Lockhaven, Now or Never, on the SSL podcast.
That's Now or Never on the SSL podcast. Lock Haven was the band, and um, I just can't get enough of that song now. It's like my new favorite song this week. Yeah, no, same. It's re- a really good song, and I know as soon as I heard it, I actually heard it um, the thir- Tuesday before the rehearsal because I was helping Mario with getting stuff together, and so um, he wanted to listen to it, and so I heard the beginning of it, and... It's honestly an amazing song, and I know I'm not the only one on the crew that has yeah. been listening to it nonstop, but <laughs> it's honestly a great song. Yeah, so uh, Mario, we the band has to send the songs in so that we can get a rough time. Yes. So if they're going to play five songs, they send us a recording of those songs. If they have them. If they yeah. have them, or... Uh, at least they have to give us some idea of how long the songs are so we can do the rundown sheet before they get here. Yes. We can't wait for rehearsal to do the rundown sheet. Yeah, that would be too much (laughs) chaos to what we already have. Yeah. (laughs) So if they have a recording, they might say, okay, four minutes and 57 seconds. But then when they play the song live, the time will be slightly different. Yeah. And we can roll with that. It's no no big deal. But sometimes it's been quite a bit different. Especially if they don't have a recording. Yeah. And they'll tell us, well, when we play it, we think it's about this long. Yeah. <laughs> and that can get dicey sometimes. Uh, these guys pretty much have it together. They clearly play together a lot. And they send us the songs ahead of time. We time them out to map out the show. And uh, the second act, uh, the second act also prepares five songs. But oftentimes, the second act also plays over the credits, right? Yes. So is that an extra song, or do they... I'm trying to remember how this works. Uh, We don't warn them beforehand that they might be playing (laughs) us out. So that's kind of on my duty list of when we get there to, like, the third break, we... I inform them, like, hey, we might be needing you to... Um, play us out so i was just like just play the instrumental to one of the songs that you just played or if you want to just have fun with it have fun with it um we don't require anything specific out of them we just ask them to play their instruments to put us out so right well that so that goes to the issue of us timing the show out exactly yes we've got to hit 60 minutes exactly which means if we're running short we can have the band play us out and just kind of let it go. And just have them jam. Yeah, have them jam till yeah. we're out of time. And if we're short on time, we may not have them play us out at all. Yep. We may just barely cram in the show in time yep. for the credits to roll, and there's no time for them to play us out. So that's one of those things we have to figure out on the fly, right? Yep. I know sometimes for a show, like we would plan out the show and it would end up perfectly. We'll have them play us out and then actual on air. Well, I know one episode we had to completely skip the social media questions and Anna just had to take us out because we were running out of time. So um, it just all depends on the show. And That's one of the beauties of SSL. I love it because it's, it's never the exact same thing twice. Yeah. It's a living, breathing show with all these moving parts that we have to, we have to adjust to the, what the show wants to be. Yeah. Because things just happen spontaneously, and we just have to react, and that's all part of the beauty of live versus uh, studio, yeah, Yeah, where everything is uh, 
tightened up in post-production. Yeah. There's no post-production on this show. No. What you see is what you get. So mistakes are left in because it's live. There's no way to correct them. Uh, And so our students work under that pressure, which I think is great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it keeps you uh, on the edge of your seat when you're working on the show. It does. It really does. Everything, everything you do is the final cut. Yeah. There is no, there's no do-overs. Yep. We have rehearsal, and then we go live the next day, and that's it. That's what goes out over the air and on YouTube. And also, we archive the shows on Vimeo. So, uh, and we should talk about that for a second, because there's an extra component. When you watch the show on YouTube, the lips will not be synced with the words that you're seeing on the screen, right? Yeah, that's um, a very interesting difficulty that we've had. Um, Joe, he, Joe Bacorny, he... He's our director. He's the director. This, um He and Sean switch all the time. Um, but Joe is the traffic director for MHTV, so he... I remember him telling me at one point that he tried to figure out this sinking issue and that he thinks he got it figured out. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but when I watched this last episode over again, it looked pretty lined up to me personally, mm. but um, it might not have some people. And I know my parents have complained about watching the show and they can't watch it because the lips don't sync up with the sound. <laughs> so they just listen to it. But um, I know it's a struggle that we have, but... Also, now, as I understand it, as I have dipped into this issue a little bit, most of the problem, really, the whole problem is with YouTube. Yeah. Because when you put a live stream, when we send our live stream out to the web, it's in sync when it leaves our studio. Yeah. But it's not in sync when you see it on YouTube. So YouTube is somehow splitting the audio and the video and causing some delay in there. Excuse me. So I think what Joe and some others were trying to do is basically trying to trick YouTube. Yeah. By shifting what we do with our stuff to make it come out in sync on YouTube Live. Yeah. Uh, For whatever reason, YouTube has not put the resources into that live thing to get sync with uh, long form streams like this. Yeah. So if you upload a video, that's very different than a live stream, and you get these lip sync issues. But when it goes to archive on Vimeo, should Mm -hmm. be fine. And of course, on the radio, there's no sync to worry about. Yep. (laughs) And I will tell people, uh, believe it or not, the audio sounds better on the radio. Now, radio stations have very different audio processing than TV does. And sometimes... I think the difference is night and day. When I listen onto the radio, I think, man, I wish it sounded that good on TV. It's the same music, exactly. There's, we don't change anything. Yeah. But on radio, it's a very different experience. I don't know that experience because I watch the show live. So I have earplugs in listening to the band and everything. So I don't hear what goes on over the television station, but if we leave at a certain time and if it gets on the radio at a certain time, I can listen to the first portion of the show on my drive back to my apartment, which honestly, it really does sound great. Um, Definitely gives me a chance to hear all of the elements and not just drums. Right. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) Drums are very loud. They are very loud. But, um, yeah, I forgot. So our crew, 
that's in the studio with the band. Yeah. These are live bands. It's very loud like it would be at a bar. So mm-hmm. the whole crew is wearing earplugs because it's super loud in this small, confined space. Yeah. Uh, so you're not hearing pristine audio exactly. No, we're not. <laughs> but... But in radio, so I usually tell the bands because they'll come in after they perform. I'll say, how was it? And they're like, they're like, it was so much fun. I wish I could have been watching us perform. Like I wanted to see the show, but we're on it. So we can't see it like, ah, you'll see it on Vimeo. But I said, you know what? When you're in the car on the way home, listen on the radio. You're going to love the way it sounds on the radio. Yeah. It's like, I know you want to see the video. That's great. But there's a little extra sauce that radio processing puts on it that is sweet to the ear. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing quite like it. Um, and the bands that have done that have agreed with me. They're like, oh, man, I loved it. It sounded great on the radio. Because, yeah. you know, TV is, a, is a, just a – most people don't have great speakers on their TV. Not yeah. like you do. Like when you're in the car listening to the radio – You've got a uh, little more horsepower as far as the audio is concerned, yeah. and it just sounds a lot better. Uh, besides what we do to it in our with the transmitter chain, but that's getting into the nerd weeds <laughs> on how radio processing works. I won't take the audience down that road, but um, let's go ahead and listen to another song by Lockhaven. Yeah, um, this was the second song against all odds on the SSL podcast. Oh, 
Against All Odds. That's Lockhaven on the SSL podcast. So that was the second song. Uh, I think that was the second song they played. I, I can't I, remember. Yeah, I might have. I might have pulled that out of order. But yeah. anyway, they played five songs, and that was one of them. Yep. So we're going to play. We're just playing back two of the songs from uh, last week's show. Um, These were definitely two of the more rocky songs because they yeah. had two other slower songs. I know for sure. This reminded me just a little bit, not a lot, but just a little bit of the Black Crows, uh, which was a kind of blues-oriented rock band from the 90s. Do you know the Black Crows? Maybe if I heard them. Yeah, I, eh, don't worry don't about know, it. Off the top of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I was just, because I was, I was listening to the song, I was trying to think, this reminds me of something, but I can't put my finger on it. Um, but anyway, uh, that was also a pretty catchy song. It was. And yes. just a pretty good jam as far as rock goes. Yeah. I need to get that one on Spotify so I can listen to that one, too. Oh, is it not on Spotify <laughs> no, yet? No, they only have Now or Never on Spotify. Oh, so um, they're really just getting started. Yeah. I, like, um, texted one of the the guitarists, Jake, because he, like, got everybody's Snapchat so he can stay in contact <laughs> with everybody because he thought everybody was cool. And I, like, texted him. I was just like, hey, I need you to get the rest of the songs on Spotify so I can add them to the playlist that I got going on. Yeah. <laughs> he was just like, yeah, we're working on it. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. They were, I was talking to them. Uh, we have a viewing room. Uh, so outside the audio studio where we're doing the live mix for the show, on the other side of the glass is our recording studio where we normally set up bands for our record label when we're doing studio recording. But during SSL, we turned that into a viewing room. We got like a 65-inch TV in there and some speakers. So we put the show on in there. Uh, so people that are hanging around the show can watch yeah. the YouTube live stream without disturbing anybody that's actually working on the show. Yeah. And so when the bands are done performing, they'll come and hang out in that room also. And so I was talking to those guys after they, uh, uh you can kind of feel it's funny cause I'm, I'm often in that room when the first band gets done, there's an adrenaline rush from being live on the show uh, and yeah. they always come into that room kind of pumped up. They're kind of really hyped. And yeah. when they come in the, usually the first thing they want to do is watch the YouTube comments. <laughs> <laughs> Cause sometimes they have family or friends that they know yeah. are watching and they, they'll send comments and, and if there are any random comments, they want to see those too. They're eager to get some immediate feedback from their performance. Yeah. Uh, and then they usually hang out and watch the artist who follows them, mm -hmm. you know, uh, and uh, we just kind of chit-chat while the show's going on. So John Slough couldn't be more different than Lockhaven. These are two bands uh, on the same show, but like, again, I say, we don't worry about genre. Yeah. We just like to present new music from fresh artists. And so John um, came out in a, uh, how would you describe the jacket he was wearing? John has a very interesting style that is, um, I think, is very bright and is very... A lot I, of color. Yeah, he's has a lot of color on him all the time whenever I see him. Um, he, honestly, his style is amazing. I just, <laughs> I see him all the time. I have two classes with him. Um, but John's style just kind of, it's like, I think he gets all of his clothes. I feel like he would get all of his clothes from like Goodwill or Salvation Army or some sort of yeah. It's funny you mentioned that. Like that. Someone said that because all right, there was a social media question. That's why yeah. I brought it up. We had a social media question that said, "Where did you get that jacket?" Yeah, 
Because you're not going to go to Target and find Target, that. Yeah, you, it doesn't exist it's on the rack. Just, yeah. You know, because uh, because uh, the the you can tell by the way the colors are put together. That's not a typical thing you're going to find at Walmart or Target. So, yeah. um, someone actually had had brought that up. Uh, I think it was Bree. She told our gra- her graphics um, <laughs> person. <laughs> A graphics guy Zane to tell him to like, hey, put this question in because I'm sure she wanted to know where that jacket is, so where that jacket came from. So, yeah, well, uh, it's cool. It's like you like you said, it's a completely unique sense of style, and uh, he and it goes along with his unique sense of music. music. Yeah, and I don't think we can really describe it. I think we should just play it. Yeah, uh, sure. so, <laughs> here's uh, the first song that John played uh, called "Lonely" on the SSL podcast. Only lonely when you're gone Eyes wide open until dawn Need you dancing to my songs I know you can't stay here long Cold sheets ahead Only my thoughts to bump here instead Too much space in my bed What did I do? Was there something I said? I don't really care how or when But you make me feel like the man Baby, you're my biggest fan And getting you here is the plan I'm in this house alone It's cold, it's cold, it's cold Don't need just anyone You know, you know, you know I'm in this house alone It's cold, it's cold, it's cold Don't need just anyone You know, you know, you know Every time I get on, you never hit respond Got me wondering what to do Always bored without you Holding my breath in too Waiting for my face to turn blue But then you pop up Happy is me, make my phone blow up Can you come through? Baby, I've been lonely sitting here without you And it's due One appointment with you, babe And you really can't be late Oh, please do I'll to take you on a date Cause your feelings can't be fake you make me lonely You are my only You make me lonely Can't you stay, baby? You make me lonely You are my only You make me lonely Can't you stay, baby? You make me lonely You are my only You make me lonely Can't you stay, baby? I'm in this house alone It's cold, it's cold, it's cold Don't need just anyone You know, you know, you know I'm in this house alone It's cold, it's cold, it's cold Don't need just anyone You know, you know, you know You make me lonely You are my only You make me lonely Can't you stay, baby? You make me lonely You are my only You make me lonely You make me lonely You make me lonely You are my only You make me lonely Can't you stay, baby? You make me lonely You are my only 
You make me lonely. You make me lonely. I'm in this house alone. It's cold, it's cold, it's cold. Don't need just anyone. You know, you know, you know. I'm in this house alone. It's cold, it's cold, it's cold. Don't need just anyone. You know, you know, you know. Parapuau, 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 parapuau. That is John Slough. And so now that we've heard that song again, Ashley, yeah. can you find words to describe what genre that might belong in? Or what, let me put it a different way, because it clearly doesn't belong in a genre. Yeah. But what influences do you think you hear in that music? Oh, goodness. Um, I hear like yeah. a like an islandy yeah. thing. Like I can imagine being on a beach and like the Caribbean with like having a uh, drink in a tiki hut or something, and that <laughs> yeah. song is playing on the radio or playing yeah. in the uh, in the cabana or something like that. Yeah, it's definitely its own thing, and it has like that cool relaxation vibe to it, and just sort of yeah. But if you know John, he's a he's a real positive, like happy guy. He is, and you can hear that in his music. Yeah, you can hear that it's just a uh, he's just got a happy personality. He does. Really does. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of the other song. I pulled another one. I can't remember the name of it. We had a. Uh, you know what? Let's not worry about the name. Let's just play it. Okay. This is yeah. us. This uh, where John played five songs. We're just going to play two back here on the podcast. Here's one of the other five from last week's SSL. I'm not trying to hide from you, girl Don't misunderstand Just need you to walk by my side Hold on to my hand Come with me exploring the night I'm not scared with you Long shadows and flickering light Dance next to us too Come outside and you'll find that the night comes alive You and I know that we're living Here and now find somehow to show you all around my mind We know that it's been then Come outside and you'll find that the night comes alive You and I know that we're Somehow to show you all around my mind We know that it's been there Oh, babe Walk the streets at midnight with me Tell me You'll be here until I can see I want 
to show you what I'm feeling. Please show me the truth. Stay with me, I'll try to believe that you won't hurt me too. Chilling outside in the night air, wrapped around waist and your hips. How you like it? I'ma give you all of me, and I hope you like that. Run your hand through my hair, baby. Please don't hold back, 'cause I'm showing you all of my cards. Please don't place bets that might hurt. Opening up is a start. Cause this is a race for your heart. Chilling outside in the night air, wrapped around waist and your hips. How you like it? I'ma give you all of me, and I hope you like that. Run your hand through my hair, baby. Please don't hold back. Oh, babe, walk the streets at midnight with me. We had a chance to look it up, and the actual name of that song is "Nightwalk." John Slough. Yep. You were just mentioning while the song was playing, we had the microphones off, but that uh, that song was running a bit long because there's those cricket cricket sounds. Yes. Kind of like night crickets yeah. at the beginning and the end, and threw us off, threw our time, threw our time off. For um, the show. we in rehearsal we only ran through it one time with John because he had a choir concert, um, but. During the rehearsal, we cut. He like said, "Hey, we can cut the song song short because we had all those nature sounds in it." And he knew since he's part of the show, he knew the timing and he knew everything about it. So he was just like, "We cut it off and just moved on to the next one." And then during the actual show, we didn't think of the cutoff, so we were just kind of like, "What do we do?" And we were just gonna let it play, but then. Um, the people in the control room were just like, we should. So they were just like, are we cutting it off? And so I was just like, I ended up um, running and giving it. And we were just like, we got to figure out how to cut this off without making it actual cut off. <laughs> and so I ended up, they couldn't do it in the MMR studio. So I ran over to the MMR representation engineer I don't know what to call him, Brody. Um, he's in charge of like all the microphones in the studio, and I was just like, "You," because we had the backing tracks on iTunes. So I was just like, "You know what? Just quiet it down from from iTunes. Like fade it down with the volume button, and then go to the next song. Bring the volume right back up, and we'll be good." And so <laughs> we had a minute. I ran across the studio. I was just like, "We got to do this," because. 
with, without doing that, our time would have been off. So yeah, it, it was just a moment of a panic in the studio <laughs> <laughs> that we had to figure something out in order to make it work. So yeah, because what the audience can't see off screen is that with somebody like John, he's got his music tracks pre-produced. Yeah. So during the show, you see him sitting on a stool. Yeah. Just singing. But off camera, there's somebody on a laptop who has the produced tracks who has to play that stuff back. And then there's a, a floor monitor so John can hear the music and sync himself to it. And sometimes, many times with the solo artists we have, we have some kind of backing track. Sometimes even if they play guitar, they still have some kind of drums or some kind of rhythm track that they yeah. want played along with. Uh, and so that, again, that'll be usually on a laptop with somebody off camera who's just off camera in the studio there hitting that stuff um, so the artist can play along. Yeah. So that's going to do it for this episode, episode one of the SSL podcast. I'm Jim Bolella, the uh, Audio Labs manager uh, here in BCA, and one of the creators of the show, along with Aaron Jones, who's my counterpart on the video side. And I'm here with our first guest, Ashley Straub, who's the floor manager of Summit Sessions Live, in addition to many other things that she does around here. <laughs> so thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you for having me.